Welcome to the Best Player Wins Podcast, where we believe that winning is winning, no matter by how little or by how much. I'm your host, Jake Deemer. Um, My team is still alive. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, gather round. Let me regale you with the tale of a true fantasy legend. That is me. I am the mastermind behind a championship-worthy team that has clawed its way back to the grandest stage in fantasy sports after a two-year hiatus. The championship game is an exclusive club, and the only members this year are yours truly and the person who's been on this podcast with me every single week. For two years, I've waited to get back to this moment. Matt Manning denied me last year. I don't remember what happened the year before that, but surely it wasn't my fault. But finally, I've come back to the championship game. As Randy Savage once said, I'm talking all the way to the top, yeah. Let me tell you something right now. Card stacked against, he didn't say this, Jake's fantasy baseball team. But I am the cream of the low expectations league, and there is no doubt about it, yeah. The fantasy world shall forever remember this championship run. And this year, it's an exclusive party with just the podcast hosts invited. Uh, Jerwin, thoughts? Well, I don't, I don't have a, a an artistic speech like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am here also. Uh, we definitely rigged it so that only the podcast hosts could be on in the championship. And uh, it worked perfectly. I should mention, no, no, it was not your fault two years ago that you didn't make the championship. That was my fault because uh, I beat you in the wild card round. Uh, uh, and uh, you, you were in fact the first, the first ever first seed to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Um, that's that ancient history. That doesn't point. matter now. It doesn't matter now because we're here today and the the championship is ours one of ours at least um but yeah i uh i am i'm not a trash talker at all i am not good at it i don't enjoy it very much in in the slightest which is why i don't do it with my heated rival uh brendan very often uh so i think i'm just gonna take the uh the unbearably humble track from from here on out because i just i i feel like that's more the the team positivity mighty vibes mo so uh yeah i'm just i feel lucky to be here very happy to be here and uh may the best team win well if you're gonna take i'm gonna take the complete opposite approach um i will be probably a little bit unbearable um and that is because i feel like i need to reclaim the title of, of league villain i do not want a single week to go by where people are not rooting against me that's where i hope that this goes and hopefully the opening speech was the was the step um hopefully that was the the first step in the return to arch villain status um although if we do that and we have to change league villain nick's uh name i'm not sure what we do there um, so yeah, anyways, uh, the results from this last week, um, it was a classic. Both games were very tight until the very end. Um, going into the last day, I think the, the biggest difference, I think Nate and I were separated by five points heading the, in, into the last day. Um, Jerwin, I think you and Scott were separated by, was it, 
was it under 20 or was it like 11 it was under 20 i think it was i think 11 is correct 11 points on sunday morning yeah and it was wild so and the game with with nate and i that one that one didn't have a closer finish that one finished 566.1 to 531.7 still an excellent game the whole way through very close a ton of lead changes Jerowin versus Scott though took the cake because of that ending all coming down to Manny Machado and I I was watching this this at bat uh, so what had happened was Jerowin is up by 0.9 points Manny Machado's up. He gets down 0-2. If Machado strikes out, Jerwin loses. And mind you, this is like right after uh, a like essentially game-ending Juan Soto uh, Grand Slam, the first of his career. So like hardly anyone's paying attention to what's going on on the field. There's like no energy in the stadium at all. And Manny Machado is just down 0-2. And the pitcher's mad because he just gave up a grand slam. So, like, I, I feared the worst for sure. But what did he do, Jerowin? He 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 roped a single right back at the pitcher, right through the gap into center field. It was uh, the, the shout of relief that was heard in the Wolf residence. And that that was that's not even uh, considering the then the stress that that you had to endure for that Diamondbacks and Cubs game where you just waited in suspense to see if Kevin Ginkle would pitch. Yeah, it turned out Scott was right that he wasn't going to pitch because it was it was too late in or he had um, he had pitched the two previous nights. I was watching the score because the the game was blacked out. And I didn't feel like listening to the the radio call, um, so I was just watching the score, and the Diamondbacks I think were leading by four going into the eighth, so I think that kind of sealed it. But um, yeah, that was I I saved myself a lot of stress over the season by cutting down on my time looking at scores, but. I earned it all back on Sunday afternoon <laughs> easily. Uh, I guess this, well, just to read off the, the final score of that one, because I don't believe that I did. Um, that one ended 550.7 to 548.7. The closest playoff finish we have ever had. And it, with two week matchups, I don't know that it's going to get much closer than that. Um, I would be lying though, if I said I wasn't, like I, I had hopes, like slight hopes going into the final day that we might finally get a playoff tie and get the Jerowin rule. But that might be for another day. Uh, Jerowin, any takeaways? Um, if you don't have any, because we kind of just hashed through a lot of stuff, that's fine, too. Um, well, I I think maybe maybe you had something about this as well but i i think a big one for me with how these playoffs kind of panned out um i think this is a big win for team uh low trade strategy um now i don't want to say you know oh this is obviously better trading less is the way to go always 
like I've said before, fantasy is like 70% luck and getting to the championship is once you're in the playoffs, there anything can happen. Um, especially when you're playing in matchups that end in a two point differential. So the, the number of things that could have gone just a little bit differently and completely changed the entire outcome in, in my matchup specifically are I'm sure innumerable. So I don't, I don't mean to say that not trading a lot is clearly better than trading more uh, and being more aggressive on the trade market. But I think it's clear that you can have success and not be an aggressive trader because um, neither Jake or I, and I are aggressive traders and we made it the whole way here. So uh, that that's kind of my overall strategy takeaway from the two teams that ended up making it. Yeah, I guess to clarify for me, I'm not explicitly anti-trade, but I like I did not. I just sure. didn't have time to do that. Um, and neither I am probably... I. I just, I just, I. It's clear that there is a faction, like the Andres brothers and others, who are much more aggressive on the market than we are. Um, and I'm, I, I would guess that I'm even less aggressive than you are. So. Uh, I'm I'm much more on the Courtney end of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there were how many trades did you make this year? I only made two. I think I might have made three, maybe four, and that's counting the like Logan O'Hoppy for Colton Cowser trade that I did on uh, trade deadline day morning. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess to to work off that for me. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I guess like trading to improve is great and all, but you know, sometimes in my, in my position, um, I did not come in with a very good keeper pool. Um, I had a, I guess I had a very good draft. Um, I had probably the best year on waivers that I can remember having. And like, maybe for my team, it was just like, just don't screw it up by making, you know, like just, to just don't mess it up, I guess, was <laughs> was how I was going about it. But my my takeaway was actually, um, so we talked about this last year, the uh, the the dog in them, um, for the Statcast slider, and we know that like Scherzer's in the in the hundredth percentile or 99th percentile or whatever on the with the Statcast slider. Although that might be a little bit debatable after like the playoff dead arm thing. But I think we found some guys on the other end of the spectrum here who are in probably the first percentile. Now, this slider on their Statcast page, this dog in them, is ice blue, and that's two. And I'm pointing out two guys here: George Kirby and Spencer Strider. George Kirby got a little pissy because um, his manager made him come out for the seventh inning, and he decided to go public with that. Um, he thought he should have been done because he was over 90 pitches and um, he shouldn't have been out there for the seventh when he gave up a couple runs and I believe t- took the loss. Um, so obviously, since he feels that way, he must not have any dog in him. And Spencer Strider this past week couldn't ma- admit he, he screwed over Nate uh, by uh, not wanting to make his Monday start because he was feeling a little under the weather. 
So he couldn't have just no, no, uh, no flu game for Spencer Strider. He decided to stay home on his couch and um, under a blanket and probably watch Netflix until he felt better, which was on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, that might've, might've, might've done it uh, for Nate though. It was a close finish. Maybe Strider would have made the difference, but we'll never know because um, he couldn't, couldn't block a cold there. He couldn't overcome a little bit of an illness little bit of a cold so spencer strider also does not have any dog in him um so those guys not not the uh the end of the slider that you that you want on the on the Statcast page for there all right so let's get into our main segment and we're just going to review the bold predictions and probably laugh at them um so i know that i had more so we'll start with mine and we'll we'll uh we'll dissect these briefly at the end maybe but uh we're gonna let each other decide whether it's a hit or a miss but i'm sure that these will be pretty obvious all right so you ready for my first one go for it the reds will have a top 25 pitcher but it won't be lodolo or green it'll be graham ashcraft (laughs) oh that's a tough one oh man i well i did they have a top twenty-five? They did not pitcher at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yikes. Well, so, Lodolo missed most of the season, right? And Hunter Green was hurt for parts as well. And yes. we all know what happened to Graham, Graham Ashcraft. So yes, Graham Ashcraft struggled to the at this point. Um, he's he's struggled to the tune of six point nine points per game. He is the ninety seventh overall starting pitcher. ERA currently 476, which honestly is like a full run lower than I thought it was. <laughs> so I would say that is a miss. He had he had a really, really good month and then got hurt like right at the end well, here. But so that's probably why it's one run lower than it should be. <laughs> true. All right. So I'm 0 for 1. Uh Jerwin. and if you think that's bad um (laughs) my first one was hayden wisneski will finish the season as a top five sp i i need you i need you to guess where uh where hayden is currently on the sp rankings uh, oh boy um 115th not not bad. He is 131st Jeez. in starting bad starting pitcher, accumulating 115 and a half points on the season, averaging 3.8 points per game. Uh, they moved him to the bullpen and didn't put him in high leverage situations. He was like a long reliever for them. So yeah. We're we're off to a fantastic start. Both players that I drafted too, so I don't like that part very much either. <laughs> All right, here's my next one: Reed Detmers and Pablo Lopez will have 200 strikeouts and are both top 20 starting pitchers. Um, I think this is. I might get partial credit for this with uh, with Lopez. Let me this see where he's. Yeah, half C. Yeah. Yeah. So Lopez right now is starting pitcher eight, um, and he does indeed have over 200 strikeouts with 221. So that one's good. Detmers didn't quite do that. He, um, he did not. 
but he is a championship starter. So, yeah, he's a, he only missed being a top 20 pitcher by 66 spots. So close, but no cigar, as they say. Uh, You want to go to with your next one? I know I had a bunch more than you did. Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, This year is the year the years fall off for Kenley Jansen. He will be on waivers by playoff time for performance and not injury. Uh, He is still currently on a roster. He was on a playoff team roster. So this one did not go great. However, I will say he is currently 52nd at relief pitcher, which is like outside the starter range. Uh, but it's like just outside. So that's, it makes sense why he wasn't dropped. You know, you, you hold on to him for the name, even though he's struggling. Right. But maybe next year he just falls away. You're just going to run it back with this prediction again. I, I, I might as well. All right. Here's this next one. Brendan Donovan finishes as at least a top 10 option for every position he's eligible for. Which is I a lot. <laughs> have to know if he finished top ten in any. I would guess no. I don't believe so. Maybe, maybe center field. Let's look here. Not eligible at center field, unfortunately. Oh yeah, that's one of the one of the very few that he was not eligible. He uh yeah, he's not not he's not here. Field. Not left field. Yep. He's um you know that we'll just that was a miss. I think we'll just say <laughs> I think we'll just say a fat no on that. Yeah, that didn't happen. The breakout did not happen. Um, as it turns out, he can hit for power or uh, for contact. He is incapable of doing both. Um, do you have another one, or you want me to keep going? You can go ahead with the next one since you got more. Okay, there will be at least two Oakland A's starting regularly for teams following the MLB trade deadline. Um, now, I don't know. I honestly do not know about this one. Um, I know that Blackburn started for for Nick in the playoffs, but that was just a streamer situation, and he is no longer rostered. Um, I know that... Uh, uh, Yuri, why do I keep wanting to say Yuri Perez? It's not Yuri Perez. It's um, Ruiz. Esther yeah. Ruiz has been starting for Brendan or had been starting for Brendan. He's but as far as I know, starting lineup. So as far as we yeah. know, he's been starting since playoff time ish. Yeah. So I think that that I believe he is the only Oakland A that started regularly for any for anyone. Um. Yeah, I, I believe that that's it. <laughs> so it see. Just you him. can you can sort the player page by MLB. So there was that guy Zach uh, Geloff. Is that was is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, he was kind of a a waiver. He was athlete. he was starting regularly for a few seconds there. I feel like I feel like I should get partial credit on this one. Uh. JP Sears. All right, we we spent too much time on this already. <laughs> um, half partial credit for me. Um, Jerwin, go ahead with your next one. 
Well, I don't have any partial credits so far, and this one is also a miss. Uh, Jesse Winker will outscore his 2021 season by 100 points. His 2021, he scored uh, 380. So I was projecting 480 points from Jesse Winker. For him to have outscored his... um, If if he was going to outscore anything by 100 points this year, um, his season he he would have his his previous season would have been had to have been negative forty because he only scored sixty point three total points. That is true. He uh, missed the mark on that one, so I in turn missed the mark ever so slightly. All right, so this one the Rays have three top twenty starters, and I named them as McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Springs. Rest in moment of silence for their for their elbows. Wow. Is there is there a Jake curse? We might have to monitor this. Yeah, I, I'm all the, on, pretty much all my bold predictions for uh for pitchers were were not a great. death curse. Not just yeah. not just like oh they didn't quite get there. Like they were either bad or <laughs> wait for the wait for this next off. wait that's not that's not even the worst of it. The this next one. Go, the blue go ahead jays with the next one. The Blue Jays will have zero top 20 starters. Was it my fault that Alec Manoa was terrible? Oh, my. Although well, I guess that would that would be a correct call, so maybe not. May, maybe not for that one. But, I mean, just, just being in the proximity of a highly notable collapse on a pitcher bold take... That's a cause for concern. Kevin Gosman um, torpedoed this prediction. He he's is right now SP twelve. I doubt that he falls out of the top ten or the top twenty at this point. Um, my follow up to that was Chris Bassett will be droppable by the All Star break, which he wasn't quite droppable. So I mean, I was I was predicting like catastrophic collapse for him. So that's that's a miss for me, yeah, even he though was... he wasn't. He was starting pretty consistently for I think League Villain Nick had him for yeah, a good chunk yeah, of right. the year list. My uh my next pick, this one is kind of too close to call right now. Uh Dal- Dalton Varsha will finish outside the top twelve at catcher this season. I'm gonna follow this one up with another catcher related one that's also it's even closer than this. Um, but Dar- Dalton Varsho is currently uh, catcher 11. Uh, he is 0.4 points above Salvador Perez, uh, who is on the IL right now. So he might have that we'll locked probably up. Probably stay that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two points, 2.4 points ahead of Elias Diaz in Colorado. And. Um, so he would probably need to be passed by Elias Diaz and MJ Melendez to fall outside the top 12. Melendez is uh, 12 points, 12 points back. Um, but my other prediction, which is even closer, MJ Melendez will outscore Salvador Perez this season. And he's 12 points back of Salvador Perez as well, who is on the IL. So this one, that one, either of these are theoretically possible the mj melendo's ones is perhaps more so two little under little under two weeks to go and he needs 12 points 
and he's probably starting every day for Kansas City since Perez is out. This feels like it was forever ago. None of the four horsemen slash Mount Rushmore will finish as a top 60 starting pitcher. These were Martin Perez, Merrill Kelly, Miles Michaelis, and Tyler Anderson, and four pitchers picked off waivers will finish ahead of them. So this is a, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so three of these guys did not finish as top 60 starting pitchers. That's Perez, Michaelis, and Anderson, and I believe that they are all on waivers. Uh, Merrill Kelly, though, uh, saw this prediction, flipped me the bird, and said, I'm going to go out and be that guy. He is currently starting pitcher 21. Um, I think, and I think that's even with him. I believe he was hurt for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, he, he had a good year. There were only two pitchers picked off of waivers that finished ahead of, of Merrill Kelly. Um, and they were Kyle Bradish and, uh, Zach Eflin. Um, so good on Kelly. I mean, there's, there's countless waiver pitchers that finished ahead of those other guys. They, they turned out to be scrubs. They were, they were scrubs the whole time. As it turns out. <laughs> yeah. So. No. Close, but Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly ruined it. Yeah. Mer- Merrill Kelly did you. And I, I need to actually look. I really haven't paid much attention to Merrill Kelly other than the fact that I know he had a really good year. Um, he'll be an interesting one to, to look at. Um, in the now getting now getting to uh, some uh bold prediction voodoo magic that I worked on pitchers. Uh Jacob deGrom will pitch at least 160 innings and win the AL Cy Young. Uh he pitched all that happening. He pitched 30 and a third. So not quite there. And I don't think that's gonna be enough to get him the AL Cy Young. Um but a valiant Probably effort. Not. A val- he tried. <laughs> yeah close just just not close enough all right this next one's pretty brutal as well this is brutal not in the sense that uh well i'll, I'll just read it uh wander franco finishes top three in mvp voting and has more points than Ooh. all of the recent number one overall prospects oh franco was having it was having a good year but um it it turns out he was a pedophile and yeah. generally uh, that's not gonna. That's not gonna go so well here. So he, he, I, I would be shocked if he finishes top three in MVP voting at this point. Yeah, I, that I, would... I think it's safe to say this is probably a miss. Yeah, unless there was some sort of early voting situation going on, I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get there. No, probably not. All right, do you have any more? I don't. I don't. I, I have, only have I one have left. Two. I have two more. So I'll go ahead with one and. Okay. go and then I'll finish. Um, I had Corey Seager hitting 20 home runs and then another 20 home runs uh, and finishing top 10 in scoring. Now, Corey Seager's had a pretty good year, uh, but he currently only has 31 home runs. I don't think he's going to hit nine more in the last couple weeks of the season here. Uh, I mean, he was he on is... pace. He would have gotten there if not for the if not for injuries. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's that still counts. That's, sucks. Yeah. Sucks for me. <laughs> um, so that's kind of baked in with him, though, because we sort of know yeah. that he's not the most uh, the most durable guy at this point. 
yeah. But he he's twenty fifth in scoring currently, so he did not finish uh, top ten either. So a miss. He's twenty fifth. Better. I feel better about this one. That's like he still had a really good year. Twenty fifth in scoring. He only played a hundred. He's only played one hundred and nine games so far. Yeah. So like, I I could have been really right about this one, and then I wasn't, and that is kind of how it goes sometimes. Now for my twenty home run and twenty more home run guy, I had Christian Walker will hit twenty home runs and then hit twenty more home runs. Um, this did not happen or has not happened yet. Um, he's only at 30, but instead of having 109 games, he's had 149. So he doesn't have that excuse. And I don't think he's going to get there. So I have been foiled yet again, but, uh, honestly, this is probably a partial win because it's not as bad as the one that I did last year. That's true. Um, although I don't know how you could get much worse than that. I think, I think we both need to have a 20 home runs and then another 20 home runs prediction every season. And one of these years, we're going to get it right. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, that's staying. Yeah. A staple. I'll, I will finish off here and take a victory lap at long last on these bold predictions. Carlos Rodon will finish outside the top 60 SPs this year. Keeper pitchers who go to the Yankees are cursed. That was my bold prediction. That is absolutely true. Do not draft Yankees pitchers not named Garrett Cole. How good would Garrett Cole be if he signed elsewhere? This since he's as good as he is now, and and we see how like how just being on the Yankees has impacted everybody else. Yeah, like how good must he be? He's he clearly just pretty darn good. He should get Hall of Fame consideration for that alone. Just I survived the 2010s, 2020s Yankees pitching staff. Yeah, it is. It is pretty insane how they seem to just ruin every pitcher or every starting pitcher that they acquire from elsewhere. All right. Uh, so those were our bold predictions. I believe that I got, uh, let's see. I got, I think if we put my two half points together, I got one point out of 10. I went one for 10 if we, if we add together my half credits. Yeah, I got, I got one with the Rodon. And I could, I could potentially, if MJ Melendez picks up, 12 points in the next week and a half I could get I could potentially get to two but other than that and I guess maybe if he also catches Dalton Varsho but we'll see all right so hopefully I will do a little better next year um but like I I went bold this year I went real bold um no regrets for me um except maybe the Wander Franco one all right uh we're gonna preview this this week, as I said, um, it is the podcast host only championship. Um, me versus Jerwin, Nate and Scott are in the third place game. Um, Jerwin, any things to watch for? Um, will my team have enough starters to finish the season? Uh, I this feels like for the real OGs out there. 
if you remember uh, the very first season we had this league before it was a keeper league, uh, Jake lost in the championship after like, I how, do you remember how many guys got injured like right before or during the championship matchup that year? Um, I remember Carlos Carrasco, Jose Altuve, Steven Strasburg. Uh, I think Jacob Degrom. Basically, was, basically, there was one more everyone. pitcher. Yeah, it, it was it was a good. Amount, I think there were some like... hitters for you too. Uh, Michael Conforto is a name that pops in my head for some reason. That was so long ago. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, unreal and. That's kind of how I feel right now. I have seven guys on the aisle. Technically, that's counting Shane McClanahan, who I picked up kind of as a meme uh, to to carry me to the championship, which he did, by the way. And if I win, it'll be all because of him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm dealing with a lot of injuries, and I, I made it here, but who boy... <laughs> My thing to watch for is a little different. I want to I want to see if anybody has actually listened to this podcast because I I was wondering that if anybody was actually going to listen to any of this. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's how we're going to find out. Um, I just watched Pirates of the Caribbean the other day, um, and at the the first one, and at the at the very end when Jack Sparrow is escaping, um, he turns to the the Commodore and he says, "I want you to know I was rooting for you." And he says, I want, I want you to know I was rooting for you, mate. Like I said, I don't think anybody's rooting for me. My goal is to be the biggest villain, but I do. The, I'm going to com- kind of combine the two here. So the first person to text me the promo code, I was rooting for you, mate. I will Venmo $5. Um, and that, now let me repeat that. Uh, you're going to text, I was rooting for you. I want you to know I was rooting for you, mate, to 724-219. I guess I can't really get my phone number on here. That's probably a bad idea, just in case somebody's listening. <laughs> Everybody has my phone number. So, uh, yeah, text that to me. And um, the first person who does, I will Venmo $5. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing I'm going to watch for is, is, will anybody actually listen to this podcast and get to this point and text me that code? Um so let's go to the matchups. As I said, uh, we'll start. Well, actually, let's start with the third place game. Uh, Nate versus Scott. Jerwin, who do you have here? I actually didn't give any thought. The, I, I checked to see if either of them were going for the tank for the for the first overall draft pick. I don't think either of them are. So this is actually going to be kind of tough. I, I, think, I think Scott... I think Scott is going to have the highest score out of all four of us this week. I feel really bad now saying that out loud, like wishing that upon him, but I think that's going to happen and it's going to feel extra bad for him. So sorry in advance, Scott, for if I turn out to be right and you outscore everyone. Uh, And Nate's Nate's team is just as deflated as he is and he finishes at the bottom. So I'm going to go with Scott in the third place. That's a good point. I think Nate's team is demoralized, but at the same time, Scott's team just lost a close one. Like they could, they could also be emotionally exhausted from that. So I don't know who's more deflated here. I mean, I'm emotionally exhausted from that and I won. So that's also a fair point. (laughs) I'll go, I'll just go with Nate. 
um, just to be different. All right, championship game. Uh, me versus you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick me. I'm gonna pick me. All right. Uh, Fantrax is the tiebreaker for both. Fantrax is taking me in the championship game, and Fantrax is taking Scott in the third place game. Uh, moving on to news and notes. Um, I I guess we'll just go through some injuries. There are a lot of them for my team. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is currently hurt as of, I guess, today. Um, that's kind of sad. I didn't notice that before. Um, yeah, I guess he's it for me. Uh, Jerowin's list is a little more extensive. Uh, he has Tanner Bybee. Um, let's see who else you got. Abreu, Brian Abreu. Um, you had you have Royce Lewis, who's out. I'm just looking at these on the spot because I forgot to write them down. All right. Um, I'm not going to give you any sympathy because you're my opponent this week. Um, I, I, I am... will accept if you... I'm not going to Venmo anyone, but you can text me. I give you my sympathy if you want. Yeah. yeah I mean, people are welcome to do that if they want, but I'm not going to. All right. Um, I don't think we really care about the other stuff, to be honest with you. Um, I don't recall any prospects coming up, and I don't recall anybody returning from the IL. Definitely no one from my team, so... Yeah, I don't I don't think so. All right, that'll do it for us. Short Felix, episode. Sorry, Felix Bautista might be back before the end of the regular season. So keep an eye out for that as well. But that's that's all. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that's true. He he could be back. There's there's a chance. All right. Um well that'll do it for us. I'm certainly glad that I didn't give out my phone number because I forgot that we were uh, not re- not releasing just the audio. This is probably going to go to Spotify. So uh, glad I remembered, remembered that at the last second. Um, but hopefully after this episode, everybody will hate me and I will be I will return to Archville in status. Uh, Jerwin, any any final thoughts? No, nothing. Nothing for me. We'll We'll see you on the other side. All right. We only got one of these left. Um, that one I'm sure more people will listen to because we got the the uh, the draft order and the uh, division reveal on that show. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening.